0: Thank you for joining me once again. And uh, we are going to begin a new series uh, today uh, that we hope, uh, as we do with everything that we record, uh, we hope you'll find it uh, challenging, interesting, uh, useful. And, and, and I say uh, useful kind of at the end of that uh, uh, statement in, in that uh, we hope that... Uh, uh, you would find these helpful uh, not only in, in, in encouraging and in nurturing your faith, but that uh, you would be able to utilize uh, either these recordings themselves or the information that you would glean from these recordings or maybe information that, that these rec- recordings would prompt you uh, to go research for yourself and that you would take these things and utilize them Uh, in bringing others to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we're we're simply going to call the series From Unbelief to Belief. Uh, That is, the design is to uh, take uh, an individual from what we might call ground zero uh, to full, mature faith, saving faith in the Lord uh, Jesus Christ. And, and so uh, uh, we're going to uh, kind of start at the, the most basic level. Uh, and if you want to take your Bibles and go ahead and open it to the first uh, book of the Bible, since this is the first in a series, uh, maybe a good place to start is the first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis chapter one. And we'll read verses one and two in uh, just uh, a moment. And one of the questions that I often ask myself in thinking about those who are in unbelief uh, whether it is a young child uh, who has not uh, grasped uh, fully all of the things uh, that are part and parcel of of, uh, the saving work of god the work of the lord jesus christ the gospel of the lord jesus christ or or whether it's a a young person or an adult adult that uh, uh, is uh, uh, in full rebellion against God and hostile to the things of God, or whether it's someone, again, that uh, would just simply be neglectful. They, they are uh, just have never had the opportunity to think about the gospel. They're not necessarily hostile, hostile uh, to uh, the Bible or to God or to Jesus. Uh, just they have never given uh, a deep consideration to these things. So we hope that you will, again, find these useful Uh, in addressing uh, a number of different types of individuals, a number of different uh, contexts. And so the question uh, in speaking to those that are not yet believing, whether they are your own children or grandchildren or uh, young people that you may be in contact with, or whether it's a a colleague or a family member, uh, that maybe has a, a, a kind of a fully formed a uh, set of, of, of uh, strongholds and uh, things uh, by which they would say th- this is why I oppose, this is why I do not believe. Uh, maybe they're, they're well thought out, well articulated. But the question is, in talking to these individuals, do you be- begin with God or do you begin with the Bible? Do you believe, do you begin with uh, uh, seeking to demonstrate and to prove the existence to God, and uh, particularly the the God that, that the Bible reveals? Or do you, bel- do you begin with the Bible that we look to that reveals the God that we want to talk about? And it's a good question. I'm, I'm not saying that absolutely you, you have to first of all argue for the truthfulness, uh, accuracy, legitimacy of the Bible, or that you have to first pr- prove God, uh, that there's a God who's revealed himself in the Bible. Uh, they're both important and, and probably in the uh, spiritual development of an individual moving from unbelief to belief. uh, There are parallel developments that occur in the heart and in the mind. And so, uh, let's read our text that I mentioned first uh, uh, this morning. Uh, Again, Genesis 1, 1 and 2. And um, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, some basics and some things uh, that are true that we would communicate in regards to, uh, to God. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, the, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep and deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering or hovering over the face of the waters. And so the Bible really is not about proving uh, the existence of God. Uh, the Bible functions from the standpoint of the assumption. Uh, that this is the one true God who uh, has revealed himself in uh, this uh, written word. So there's really not a a direct statement in the Bible, uh, I am God and this is how you can know I am this God. Uh, There there are a lot of inferences and a lot of ways that we can prove from the Bible that there is a God and that the God that we proclaim in the Christian gospel is the God. But uh, the, the, the reality is, is simply that uh, the Bible works from the assumption that there is a God. And I think that may be a bit instructive to us uh, in, in that uh, those that would argue that there is no God or that the God that they happen to believe in is uh, not the God of the Bible, or may, maybe they would argue uh, this God that I believe in uh, is the true God, but you discern from what they say about that God that it's really not the God of the Bible, which would be an idol. But the Bible simply assumes. That there is a God and and even in the concept of what we call atheism uh, it it is really works from the assumption that people know uh, that there is a God, and that there is a one true God, and what people do with that innate intrinsic knowledge uh, Paul says in Romans chapter one, they suppress it because if there is a God, there's a reality. Uh, there's many, multiple realities to, to that God. Uh, that is, that, that I will give an account that there is someone greater than me, uh, that uh, there's something beyond this life, and uh, certainly this life has relevance and significance uh, for uh, how I will live in the life to come. So there's all kind of implications uh, to the reality of God. And so uh, I would say uh, in, in some sense that many times you can simply put the burden of proof on those that would deny God and say, will you prove to me your point that there is no God? How can you prove that there is uh, no, no God? Why are you so sure? Why, why are you so staunchly opposed to this testimony of God? And, you know, in the case of children, I would just again tell you to begin with the point there is a God. There is a God who has revealed himself. There's a God who has spoken clearly in the Bible. There's a God who's revealed himself in the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a God, he is our God, and this is what he is like, namely uh, the attributes and the character of God. And there is a God and this is what he has Done uh, in in creation in redemption, uh, there is a God, and this is a statement of His will for us, His, our lives, namely uh, the law of God. And uh, then there is a God, and this is what He has done for us, namely in His Son Jesus Christ, and that is uh, the gospel. And so I, I think I would say, in by way of of summary, uh, that. Uh, Uh, The Bible assumes there is a God and uh, unless pressed and demanded of us otherwise, uh, that should be the presupposition that we should work from that we all know that there is a God. He is the ultimate cause of all things. He is the creator of all things. Uh, He uh, clearly reveals that he is and even the Bible says that Really, at the end of the day, all men know that there is a God. It is simply in their sinfulness Uh, they have a desire and they have a vested interest in disproving uh, the reality of that God. And so I hope these things are uh, a help to you, an encouragement to you, and I hope there's things that you can consider and use in the days ahead. I pray that this will be a blessing to your day, and we hope to see you here again tomorrow.